getting that saxophone ready. That's so funny. Whenever you're ready, I will follow you with this sax. I've never done anything like this. It's so fun. It's another dimension sometimes when Jeremiah wonders. Bit, bitch. Bit, 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 bitch. A show that ice. A fun, weird, bizarre podcast. Dust those shoulders off, son. Dust those shoulders off, son. Dust those shoulders off, son. Loving that. Loving that. Jay-Z. Loving Jay-Z. Loving Loving that. This is so much fun. It's fun to just hang out with you and have a laugh. It's going to be a good week. Hate to inform you guys, but I can just feel it in my bones. In the depths of my soul, I feel like some good things are going to happen this week. How's your week? Was it okay? Was it bad? Was it good? Was it a rough one? If it was a rough one, let's try to make it a little bit better. huh? Let's uh, brush off the, that negativity from last week and we're starting a brand new week together. Why not try to make this one a good one? Work together, make some good things happen. Hopefully this podcast will add some positivity to your morning, to your evening, to your drive, to your to your work week, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. That's my goal with this podcast. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Jeremiah Wonders, and I just sometimes you get that that, that feeling like this is going to be a good week. I had a I had a great last week, and maybe that's sometimes. That's good momentum going into a new week. But I had a big week this week, guys, that I want to share some stuff with you that happened. Uh, I I did a, a taping for the Funny Dance Show. It was uh, on E! Where it was like a comedian's dancing. <laughs> yep, your boy did a solo, did a duet with my partner, Yamanika Saunders. And we then we dance battled Kel Mitchell and Carly Gibson. Man. It's uh, Justine Marino and Heidi Heaslett's show. Been friends with them for a long time, so I'm super proud of them that they got a show on E! And uh, I'm super grateful that I was included on that on that taping. So that'll be coming out to uh, E! in the spring, so look out for that. And then later in the week, I was at the, the All Things Comedy Festival with one of my best pals, Josh Adam Myers, who I've mentioned on this show before. We, uh, we do the Comedy Jam and uh, we did the comedy jam there. I did uh, some stand-up sets at Tempe Improv. And had a lot of people that, that came out to the festival that said what's up to me that uh, were either um, uh, they're, you know supporters of Kill Tony or uh, they like Jeremiah Wonders or both. And it was really cool to, to meet some of y'all. So thank you for, for coming out and making that, that very cool and uh, special weekend. We had some crazy shows at Copper Blues right next to uh, Stand Up Live in Phoenix. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll come back. And uh, this is just something that I did literally earlier tonight. If you have not seen Adam Sandler's new Netflix special, do yourself a favor. You got to watch it. It is one of the best specials that I, man, have seen in so long. I'm going to put it in one of my favorite specials I've ever seen. I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan. I love how that guy works. I know he's gotten like some criticism over the years for maybe some of the different movies he's done, but his comedy and how he includes his friends and how he works together with people that he loves and kind of brings everybody up with that team ensemble mentality. I freaking love that. So much, much love and respect to the Sandman. He, uh, a couple of the final bits that he did in it, he did this song where uh, there's a special guest cameo in this song and I was laughing so hard I was crying and then the next song was a tribute to Chris Farley and I was 
yeah, I was a mess watching that. Chris Farley was a huge impact and huge influence on me and my comedy. And uh, Sandler sang this really heartfelt song, and uh, your boy was in tears, and that it's that's a hard thing to do. I was like crying watching it with my wife, and I was like trying to be strong, and I'm like, nope, this is yep, the tears are coming out on this one. Farley means too much to me. <laughs> so I implore you guys to watch that. That's that's a great great comedy special. And speaking of Netflix, I have some man, some really exciting news that I want to share with you guys. I uh, I booked a uh, a role uh, with my buddy Avery Pearson on Jeff Ross's new show that's coming to Netflix, Historical Roast, and we are going to be uh, the band on that show. So I'm very excited, and uh, I'm going to be playing some different characters and some stuff like that. Uh, little supporting things, little little bits. Uh, not ro- I'm not roasting personally, but uh, I'm just being more of a supportive uh, ensemble player. Very excited to be a part of that, and yeah, that's going to be taking place over the next couple of weeks, and you can actually get free tickets to those tapings at jeremiahwatkins.tv slash tour. And also, if you're listening, Toronto and Detroit is coming up. I'm headlining there in December 6th and 7th, Detroit and Toronto. Go get tickets for that. I'm headlining. I'm bringing an hour that most of y'all have never seen me do. A lot of you either know me from the, uh, you know Kill Tony or Jeremiah Wonders or the wave. So come see me do my stand-up. That's what I do most nights of the week. That's where my main grind is at. So get tickets for that at jeremiahwatkins.tv slash tour. But yeah, very excited for this historical roast. And yeah, I have no idea what kind of screen time I'm going to get. It's a, it's a kind of a new role that Avery and I are doing on uh, this show. It's not typical on the roast. So hopefully uh, we kill it and uh, get some screen time. So I think we will. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been talking to some people about Patreon lately. Um, wanted to gauge your guys' interest on that. Uh, would you be interested, l- let's say I put out a solo episode every week uh, on the Patreon, if, if I did a Patreon. Would you guys have any interest in that? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at Jeremiah Standup. Let me know if uh, you'd be interested in me doing maybe a, a solo episode every week. Kind of like, uh, you know, what Burr kind of does with his uh, Monday morning and Thursday morning podcast, just addressing current events and different stuff like that. But, you know, put the Jeremiah Watkins original take on that because uh, Jeremiah Wonders gets wacky and wild. But anyway, I want to get into the kindness challenge with you guys. Yes. This guy, uh, Jeremy Wright, wrote into the show, and I want to read that to you. If you don't know what the kindness challenge is, every week I challenge you guys to do something out of the kindness of your heart. It can be for a stranger. It can be somebody uh, for somebody that you know. It can be something little. It can be something big. It does not matter as long as you're putting positivity out into the world. Uh, and there's also a, a, um, a nonprofit in Italy, um, Rotorat Club Algaro, that is also doing it every week. So follow them on Instagram as well, and I'll be reposting their stuff and in my stories. It's really cool that this thing is going outside of the States. But I want to get into this week's Kindness challenge that was sent to me, uh, that was emailed to me, to uh, your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. You can do the same. I'm going to read that right now. I've never met this guy. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know what he looks like. So I, uh, I'm i going to read this letter. I'm going to assume that he sounds like Jason Statham and uh, play some intense music behind it. How does that sound? First of all, a 
like to thank you for always being so positive. Love you on Kill Tony. My kindest challenge was this. I live in apartments and we have a mail room. I was on the way to check my mail after work. A guy was moving in by himself and struggling with a big, lightweight computer desk. Kept falling off his hand truck and he was looking very frustrated. I offered to give him a hand and he was very grateful. Took about 10 minutes or so to help him carry that desk and a few small filing cabinets up the stairs and inside. Didn't take much effort on my end. Totally worth it to help him out. Another one was a kind thing I was on the other end of. Had a bit of a cold last week. <laughs> was coughing at work. A guy I work with named Matt came up to me and gave me a dose of daytime cold pills and a handful of cough drops. Said he was always has a bunch of medicine in his desk if I ever need anything. Great guy. Thanks for all the free entertainment. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Jeremy Wright, for writing the show. It was a very intense reading. Uh, uh, <laughs> you sound a lot like Jason Statham. Very intense music behind that as well. Wow. But that was cool, man. Yeah. You See what happens? Send out some positivity to somebody else. You get it right back to you. I, fe- I truly believe that's how the universe works. I don't try to get too hippie on this podcast, but that's how I feel. That's in my experience. If you send out good vibes to other people, they will come right back your way. So send in your uh, kindness challenge letters to your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. I love reading them. And send uh, your original music as well. Uh, my buddy uh, DJ McRae, he does the original mixes at the beginning of this podcast every week, and you can catch him spinning live on Twitch most nights of the week. So definitely do that. I love uh, featuring music from you guys uh, and supporting other artists as well. Speedweed. At Speedweed is the sponsor of this show, and at Bronxborn Pizza, yes, is the other sponsor. Do you like weed? Do you like pizza? Do you like the pairing? Do you like one or the other? Hey, Jeremiah, I don't smoke weed. Hey, guys, I don't either. But you know what? <laughs> I'm an advocate. <laughs> I like it more than uh, alcohol. Tell you that much. I support that. So uh, hit up Gino Speedweed from Marijuana Delivery, Bronxborn Pizza. For your tum-tums, mm, get in there. Bend, Oregon, or hit over that Gray Block Pizza in Santa Monica. Hit it. Yeah, that's right. They sponsored Theo Vaughn's podcast as well. Uh, guys, you can also support the show by going to jeremiahwonders.com. That's right. Go to jeremiahwonders.com. There is a PayPal donation button there. Click on that. If you can't donate, just go over to iTunes. Hit me up with a five-star review. That helps me out a lot. You can also, uh, if you want to sponsor the show with your company, go to your boy, jeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. Drop me a line. I want to thank Tim Gaskins this week for your donation at jeremiahwonders.com. You live in Alabama, and I read one of your kindest challenge letters a little bit ago. So thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. And I also want to thank my pal, Gage Tiarina in Texas, who's been editing the audio and the video for this podcast, at Gage Tiarina on social media. And you can catch him at the Seeker Group the night before Kill Tony comes to Houston. So check him out there. Without further ado, guys, let's get into this thing. Kelsey Cook is my guest today. We talk about her touring with Jim Norton, her recent engagement, her recent appearance on The Tonight Show, and her love for foosball. Please welcome Kelsey Cook to Jeremiah Wonders. (laughs) Crisp. Crisp. Crisp audio check. Like iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. You a uh, you a Caesar? You a Cobb? What kind of uh, more of a Caesar lady? More myself? of a Caesar lady? Yeah, I dabble with Cobb. Do you do 
croutons. You do croutons. <laughs> I can't do bread. I can't. I can't eat bread or cheese anymore. My stomach's all fucked up. Really? Yeah. But I used to love croutons. I fuck with croutons hard back in the day. Wow. Um, it's weird. Uh, just getting slightly older. Certain things that uh, I don't know. We were just talking about like getting like repairs done on on yeah. your place. It's just like. This that part of adulthood sucks where you, yeah. where you have to have to like wait around and like make sure you call to get stuff taken off of bills and stuff like oh that. Oh my god, the adulting. It's really it's so hard and I feel like I'm a responsible person, but if there are too many adulting things piling up like I have to call, you know, like the internet people or whatever, I just I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it's a lot. Um Happy to have you on the show today. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't know if we had started yet or if we were just shooting the shit about repairs. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I sometimes I, I start it out of the blue and then sometimes yeah. I, uh, I'll be like, hey, we're doing it live <laughs> it here on the natural. show. Yeah. Natural that way. An organic little opening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you are uh, you're somebody who I've I've known for a long time, and uh, I always enjoy when our paths cross. Yeah. in comedy, me um, too. Whether it be random New York passings or L.A., yeah, you've been you freaking you're a freaking grinder, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I yeah. same to you, man. I'm always like, anytime I see you post something that's good news. You're one of those people that I'm always like genuinely happy for. Like, oh man. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I feel the same way for you. hundred percent. Thanks. I was super stoked for you when, uh, you got the tonight show. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy thing. And, um, I know that, you know, like when you get something big, there's just, there's so much that goes into it. It's never just yeah. like, oh, I sent this tape and then I did it. It's like, <laughs> it took me, no, it's- took me like a year of like, sending tapes getting notes going back to the drawing board just grinding and changing things and i'm actually i'm really grateful now that it took so long because by the time i got onto the show it was like oh thank god i'm using this material and not what i had submitted a year ago but uh, um yeah yeah it's, it's such a crazy business and so what's that process like for for somebody who who is just like a fan of the tonight show yeah who just they're like oh there's uh, another comedian guest who happens <laughs> to be on. Yeah. So basically, you uh, if you decide that you want to try for a late night show, you have to kind of go into it thinking, all right, which one do I want to do? Because there are very different rules. All have their own flavors and styles yeah. and different stuff like that. Yeah. And I think uh, most importantly for comedians, like what level of um, filth, I guess. Like yeah. Tonight's show is as clean as it gets it it has to be so squeaky clean uh it's nbc it's it's jimmy fallon it's that whole brand and so um i kind of i mean doing the tonight show had been a dream of mine for forever as it is for like most every comic it's sure it's the tonight show show. Yeah. yeah um but i think for me it also was like i wanted to prove to myself that i was capable of having like a really really strong squeaky clean five minutes yeah um well it's not an easy thing especially for well most comedians yeah you know to to have that is like that's a big feat to kind of conquer yeah and i felt like that muscle of mine hadn't not really been getting worked at all because at that point i had been on the road with jim norton for like two years and his 
crowd and kind of what my I feel like my natural comedy voice is does lean dirtier. Sure. And so I was just like every weekend on the road saying just so many cum jokes. <laughs> and it's like, well, I can't I could kind of practice some of the Tonight Show stuff uh, there. But I mean, his crowds really love the dirty stuff. Now, if you tried to do more of a clean set, would you kind of feel the pull yes. of the audience being like, oh, when are you going to get to the more fun yes. stuff? Yes. I mean, especially if I opened a little dirty and then tried to like slip into the clean. They're like, uh-uh, bitch. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you already showed us the good stuff. That's what we want. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I could tell right away. So it's kind of like a right time and place to work on the super clean stuff. And it, it's the same thing with dirty. You can go into a club that's predominantly clean comics. And if you start to be dirty, people can pull back so fast. So yeah. it's all about reading the room, I guess. But um, yeah, so I I put together a five minute set, sent it to the the booker who gave me notes. And um, I just quickly realized it's it's not even notes that are like, oh, hey, you can't say this word. It's like, hey, our demographic wouldn't understand this reference or uh, um, I don't think this would play well or this that, needs to be And stronger. those are kind of hard notes to yes. take. You know what I mean? Yes. Because they're specific and you're like, but that's the, the yeah. joke. Yes. You know, like the, so did you find yourself having to, to replace a lot of jokes? Oh yeah. And, and that was hard um, because when I watched the tape back there are parts of it where I'm like oh it's hard to even like recognize myself or my jokes because I had to make a lot of them much more vanilla than they are like just at a regular show yeah um but you know again it's like it's the tonight show it's so exciting and I'm just like I had a blast and I'm so lucky I got to do it so yeah 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 that's so cool <laughs> thanks yeah, and uh, you're working on, uh, uh, you just got done recording your album. Yeah. And just, it just came out, right? Yeah, just released um, my first album last week. I had recorded it at Comedy Works in Denver. Have you done Comedy Works? I love that club. Oh, my God. Doesn't it ruin you for, like, any club for the next, like, half a year? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things, like, whenever clubs are great like that, it's like that and, the, like, the La Jolla Comedy Store. Mm, I haven't done that one. I've heard it's amazing. It's very similar to comedy or works where as soon as you are done like your next couple sets like there's gonna maybe be a bomb in your upcoming future because <laughs> yeah. you're like you're just like planting a little bit too hard like because you're like this is gonna cry oh yeah. no okay <laughs> all right let's get to the next joke yeah i'm a comedy genius yeah. oh you hate me oh yeah. okay perfect right back to the drum oh, okay. No, okay yeah, yeah uh perfect. yeah comedy works is is bananas how nice those crowds are and how well run that club is and so I hadn't even, like, I wasn't recording a CD that night. I just uh, had a headlining show, and it went well, and they had the audio. And I was just sitting on that file for, like, three months, and John Heffron, who's a comedian I uh, perform with sometimes, was like, what? just put that out there. Like, send it to the record label, and they will put it out, and you will, like, get more exposure and make money. You're just sitting on a thing yeah and I was like okay and sure enough I did and so I I got really fortunate that I kind of like bypassed the stress of like okay this has to be perfect and I have to crush it oh and I have to pay. so you were super loose and yeah, yeah. it's just a show that got recorded instantly and so um I'm like I'm so type a and such a perfectionist I think I would have made it a really shitty experience for myself if I had actually planned to record a cd so um of course like I recorded it probably six months ago and now it's coming out and 
like a lot of those jokes have changed already in six different months. tags yeah. different yeah stuff like that yeah so i think that's always hard but that's just like what this job I is that's part of the craft I yes mean, you know you gotta you gotta let them free eventually yeah. and, and say bye exactly <laughs> work on the new stuff yeah i think i don't know if it was like maybe picasso who said that a painting's never finished it just stops in interesting places uh. and i always like that for comedy too but like you could kind of continue to fix a joke or change it a billion times you kind of could forever keep yeah. expanding on it but yeah. like if you put out a an album or a special it's like all right it's done yeah now. that's it that's it it's finished cooking yeah so <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's the album it's called savor it it's on itunes and um there's like a pandora channel now so it's like that's a nice thing to have um a thing that's out there that i don't have to do anything with now yeah you know what i mean like it's i don't have to stress about it it's just a show that got recorded and now it's out there like hopefully getting more fans which Good. is nice so yeah heck yeah yeah <laughs> heck yeah heck yeah heck yeah bro heck yeah bro i mean <laughs> freaking like sometimes you just gotta like put out content dude and like you gotta be proud of it but like you know sometimes it happens to be a freaking comedy album that's dope and people should check out dude <laughs> <laughs> whoever that is i love oh uh, hey what's up <laughs> it's kind of like hi theo vaughn <laughs> like it's like not as much of a twang but it's kind of yeah. that cadence hey what what's up Hedda? how you doing man <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love your impressions your singing impressions genuinely blow me away they're oh, so good very... you do some great impressions too oh thank you yeah just i haven't seen ones. you posting as much of that stuff lately no it just it, like sometimes i'll just get a random like bug up my ass where i'm like i want to put out a quick little 60 second impression yeah. video didn't we do i think we did some showcase together was it the Mad TV showcase that we did together or something? Yes. I think we did, right? Yes. At the Laugh Factory. Yes. And I don't really do, I don't do like impressions on stage, but sometimes I'll do like different voices, I guess, if I'm talking about a yeah. different character. But um, yeah, it'll just be ran at like, it was maybe a couple months ago and Kane and I were watching Men in Black and a lot of time, you know, when you're watching a movie and you see somebody say something funny and then you just kind of repeat it. And I repeated, what, what's that guy's name? The alien. The sugar water guy? Sugar water guy. He has a name <laughs> and I forget his fucking um, name. Uh, I don't remember. Damn it. It's going to bother me. But like, yeah, the the guy whose body gets taken over by an alien, Kane and I just started repeating it and Kane was like, oh my God, you actually sound exactly like it. So we just put that shit on Instagram. So it's just random. I'm never like really seeking it but you know it's weird i think the sugar water guy from men in black is actually calling into the <laughs> show right now yeah i don't know how he got the number this podcast is very popular but uh i guess he's calling in uh sorry i don't uh your name is actually showing up in some alien language on the caller id right now uh buddy but uh is are you from uh the men in hello? black uh he hello a dead man came in here earlier he was a dear friend of mine he has something that belongs to me. A pet cat. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, there's no pet cats here. Uh, I don't, I'm not a, a cat guy. I'm sorry. Do you have any syrup or crackers? But mostly syrup. Uh, um, I have syrup and crackers. Do you want me to go get some for Both. you? Um, okay. Is there anything else that I can get you? Do you have any live animals? I don't have any live animals here, but I'm I'm a little bit afraid that you might kill me. <laughs> I am hungry. I can't. <laughs> He's I don't this know. We, so we, funny. We, we lost the call. Uh, but it was it was crazy that he just called in out of, uh, just on a whim. That was actually so much worse than what I remember being capable <laughs> of doing. 
It didn't sound like it to me. In, my, in the headphones, I was like, that doesn't, that just sounds like me talking in a low voice. Well, I don't know. Tr- try doing it in uh, this normal mic. <laughs> this isn't like, I don't ever practice this. It's just, it's probably going to be bad. I'm, pu- I'm putting you on the spot. This it's is, okay. This is what you he can says. put me on the spot. I'll, you know what? I'll do I'll do one that I usually don't do okay. on the spot D- after this because okay. you can dust it off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is it's the scene when he goes into the <laughs> funeral room or okay. the funeral home yeah. and he's like, A man came in. See, that's too southern. And he's not southern. He's a little is southern. He? Yeah, yeah. A man came in here earlier. A dead man. <laughs> he had something that belonged to me. He was a dear friend. He had a pet cat. <laughs> it's not it. Damn We're it. getting warmer. We're getting wanna, warmer. I'm just gonna play the Instagram video into the mic, and then because that one sounded like it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you do your thing. Uh, I don't know. I just pimped you into into doing that random thing. I don't know. Uh, I have to find it on Instagram. What's the thing you're gonna do? I don't. I don't know. What? Uh, I guess. I What's like a new singing impression you're working on? Oh, interesting. Um, is there anybody that's like tickling your fancy lately where you're like, oh, I want to, f- I want to do that. I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, well, I mean, I've been, um, I've really been enjoying Portugal, the man lately. Oh, um, but that's like just kind of a, a falsetto kind of voice. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll try to do Port- that Portugal, the, the man. Um, uh, I keep my hands to myself. Uh huh. I keep my hands on myself. Ooh! Think I'm supposed to move to the back on a shelf. <laughs> and a little baby got hands on me. And I'm coming out of left field. Ooh, I'm a runner, that's a kick snap. Get to feeling like it's 1966 now. I don't want to know that I feel it still. Got another mouth to feed. And then <laughs> oh my that. god, I loved that. You can go so high. I can go pretty high. Dude, that sounded amazing. I was, uh, you know, I've said it on this podcast before, but I was, uh, uh, I was the only uh, alto in the choir in grade school that was a boy. So whoa, <laughs> yeah. So you know, just dropping some credits. Jeez, out here. <laughs> yeah. dust those shoulders off. Yeah, right. Son. Uh-huh. Okay, it's Edgar, by the way. That's okay. the okay. alien. It's name. Edgar from Men in Black. Okay, let's see. If Did you watch the other Men in Blacks? I did, but they were not. They're nothing. It's a little like bit of a letdown on nostalgia. Well, of course, I know. Yeah, but okay. This is all right. It. Here we go. Here. off. Who can do Edgar from Men in Black? <laughs> go. Oh man, I came in here earlier. <laughs> a dead man. It was a dear friend of mine. Yeah, pet cat. <laughs> that's better there. I think that's better there than <gasps> in person. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed both versions. I really like that that you double down and you're like, no, I can do it better. I have proof. Here's the Instagram video. Past me can do it better. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't practice enough to like be able to do them good on the well, spot. Well, it's interesting. Impressions and just like singing is is like such a muscle. Like stand up is that if you're not doing voices yeah. on the rig, you'll you'll go back and do. An impression that you used to be able to kill, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the nuances anymore. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I find Edgar. myself being a crazy person in my car, just like doing voices and singing all like every day. I'm just like, Lada. like if you see me driving, like I'm either <laughs> like, I'm either somebody said that I look like an old Asian man while I'm driving because I'm just like, just like completely straight posture, just like spacing out and just like, like looking straight ahead, or I'm just like. Lada. 
Just the car wash floaty dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a wacky waiver. That's actually my father is a wacky waiver. A wacky waiver. Uh, all the auto That makes sense. Genetically, yeah. that makes sense. Genetically, I mean, it makes sense. I yeah. actually have no bones in my body. <laughs> I'm just a fluid man. <laughs> just jello bones. Yeah, just jello wiggly. bones. Jello. <laughs> they call me jello bones. <laughs> I had this, uh, this uh, friend, female comic, uh, who um, she was a larger girl and she always just called me skin and bones she's like hey skin and bones <laughs> so like, uh, let's work on some different nicknames for me uh, there's some more flattering ones that i could maybe think of but i am made of more than that i but. you know i just got a heart in here too <laughs> skin and bones that's skin just bones. A be- yeah it's beautiful yep i hope yep. you keep that up <laughs> when did you how long have you been uh, out here in los angeles um coming up on four years all right. And where, yeah. where were you before that? I was in Seattle. So I'm from Washington State originally. Okay. Um, originally from like the eastern side, which is not the cool area. Like Seattle's the, the cool part. That's of, like the more hipster yeah, side and everything. Yeah, like Pike Place Market and Starbucks. It's just, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain. And then Spokane yeah. is just like meth. <laughs> it's just like we were the meth capital in America for a really long time. So that's where I'm from. Nice. Um, Do you have like... I like uh, like my family is from Kansas and Iowa and I would oh you know them. I would consider uh, what um you know are you white w- trash too yeah what's up man yeah, yeah. I didn't want to just go out of my way to call you white trash no, right please, now but um please, I think uh, you know it. I sensed another white trash person <laughs> <laughs> you can my, smell uh, it in people you really can it's something in the DNA yeah, yeah. those are my favorite shows are in like white tra- like I fucking love performing in like Albuquerque in they let Reno. Loose. Because it's just there, you you sense it. You like connect with the trash inside each yep. other, and mm-hmm. there's no nobody's pretentious. Nobody's you know, it's just real people. Yeah, and it. they almost like that you're calling out the obvious. Sometimes, yeah. like if you're like, you know, we come from the same yeah worn out cloth. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just was saying on uh, on our podcast, uh, self helpless podcast, we were talking about what's like the grossest things we ate as children, and I like. On the reg used to eat uh, Wonder Bread with mayo. Oh, that's <laughs> a rough one. Just mayo sandwiches. I've been doing this uh, <laughs> this uh, this bit on stage uh, about s- some of the stuff that I used to eat. Yeah. Um, and one of the things was, uh, and we still eat it, and I lo- and I love it. Uh, they're called pizza boats, and it's literally uh, it's like French bread that's like cut in half. Oh. And it's it's uh, it's a DIY pizza. It's just like sauce, <laughs> cheese, and pepperonis like Dude, baked in an oven. They they are amazing. I will never judge you for that. Oh yeah, that's just a good decision. It's really really good. I don't think there's anything trash. But about I don't it. think mm, it's. <laughs> you should see. It's them. a little. It's a little makeshift. It's it's makeshift for sure. I mean anything with French bread, I'll fucking eat it. I mean it's really good. Like that's that's the fancy stuff. The French yeah. bread. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not even from here. Right? It's not even from our country. What are you talking about? They fucking imported it. They imported this bread? Are you kidding me right now? Man, I'm going to shove this in my gullet immediately. I'm going to savor every single bite of this. Oh, it's I love good. being trash. I mean, my whole, like, like I wouldn't exist if I weren't for professional foosball. Like, I'm, that's that doesn't get trashier than that. You know what I mean? So, how does somebody pursue a profession in... Foosball. Like, foosball. How, how, do you, how do you, like, become pro at that? I mean, I'm sure there's tournaments just like everything else, but it, yeah. it's, it feels like something that's a little bit harder to get into than some other sports. 
Yeah. I mean, so my mom, my mom has been playing now for like 45 years. Yeah. She's in the Foosball Hall of Fame. It's a whole thing. And so when she was in college, that's when like the foosball boom kind of started and they started putting foosball tables in bars all over America. Is there and any documentaries or anything about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There There's is. one okay. that's like, a, it's supposed to be coming out on Netflix soon, which I'm in. It's very cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We'll see if it, you know how it is with documentaries where yeah. it's like, well, we'll see. But, um, but they did a great job and it looks amazing. Um, so that's when it started to get bigger. And then all of a sudden they started having organized tournaments and then there were like foosball tours where it was like okay in all these cities uh, a big like ballroom and a hotel or whatever will be rented out and it's going to be foosball tables just like lining the walls and then there's different events and there's like a point system it's ranked so if you get first you win money and a certain amount of points that add to like what rank you are okay so the more times you win the higher up you go until it's like you're ranked as a professional wow yeah that sounds kind of insane like the process behind it yeah, I mean, you have to, like, dedicate a lot of your life. I can't go to as many tournaments anymore, which bums me out. But, like, if you're, like, a working comic, it, you don't have that m- many free weekends or whatever to just, like, randomly fly to Kentucky and yeah, p- play foosball for four days straight. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, like, uh, have you ever seen Judah Friedlander play ping pong? I haven't seen him play, but he and I talk, like, anytime we see each other, we're like, hey, man, how's ping pong? How's foosball? Yeah. We, yeah. No, yeah, he, I'm sure he's, like, respect because he... Yeah. He's so good. I've played him uh, only once, and um, <laughs> it was in a tournament at uh, in Moon Tower. Oh, okay. At, uh, in Austin, Texas, for that comedy festival. Yeah. And uh, I have gotten to the finals the last like several years of doing it. So you're good. I'm like pretty good until I come across somebody like Judah, who's right. just like they're putting like an, an insane amount of spin and stuff on it, yeah. and like. I have like a little bit of like some tricks up my sleeve, but it's just from like playing in basements with like buddies and stuff right, like that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can beat the average person because I will wait for the other person. I can volley really well. So okay. I'll, I'll wait for them to try to slam me or something and start tripping up on themselves. Okay. Okay. Oh, I just told my technique out. Shit. Uh oh. Are you going to have to edit this out? Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that out. Oh, you're uh, rabid ping pong competitors listening. All the all the ping pong <laughs> listeners out there are like, oh, I can't wait to play Jeremiah <laughs> <Eureka>! now. <laughs> exactly. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. He, I played him and it was. It was next level. Yeah. It was it was like immediately like, oh, I'm going to lose right, right now. And then he took the whole thing like he got first. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that seems like what what's the kind of person, the average person, would you say that you run across of like the type of personality who oh, is Lord. a competitor in foosball? It's. I mean, again, like not to beat the white trash thing to death, but it is kind of a white trash sport. And I think it um, it attracts a lot of people that maybe um, do spend a lot of time in bars and then get good at something uh, in okay. a bar and then keep going with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you see you see people with <laughs> this like, tournament is sponsored by <laughs> Natty Ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so much drinking at baseball tournaments like legit. Do people get wasted while they're yeah, playing? Yeah. People, a lot of people. Some people feel like they play better with alcohol, which I guess is the same as comedy. Some people feel like they're funnier with alcohol. I can't have any alcohol in my system when I play foosball. That's or. just called an alcoholic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I swear. <laughs> I am better at this the more drunk I am. Yeah, I'm a better driver. I'm Seriously, telling you. <laughs> give me the test right now. I will walk. I will moonwalk that line right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's a lot of people with like who are like missing teeth and... Uh, 
and, and they're like, ah, they're number six in the country. Yeah, no, seriously. It's, <laughs> wow. It's pretty crazy. But, and again, I'm like, I'm stereotyping for the sake of comedy. There are a lot of like wonderful, like very educated, very hygienic Hello, I'm here for the tournament. Where do I sign up? Okay, there's nobody like that. That's that's too far. Hello, me and my family of foosball players are here to take on the Cook family legacy. Where are you and your mother? I've heard all about you and seen you on the Netflix documentaries. <laughs> I like that voice too. I love your voices. I'm endlessly entertained by them. Yeah, so that's just rich foosball players. Yeah, that's that's a real weird thing to picture. But I mean, the people who are at like the top of the the rankings do make pretty decent money because yeah. they're just getting first at every tournament. So, oh, yeah, just but like uh, the people who get good at um, basically like uh, like Texas Hold'em and different stuff like yeah. that. You start making a living. I mean, there's people who that is how they make their living. Like yeah. they crush it doing all these different tournaments and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's same with foosball. The guy who's like number one lives in Florida and just like he like lives in an RV so he just can drive to each different tournament and get first and just like bank a bunch of money. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything like that for comedians. I don't think comedians could hop around doing comedy festivals being like, I'm just so funny all the time. <laughs> oh God, no. It's so much more subjective. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like... Well, there's not ever like a clear, like you said, subjective. Like I've done a handful of uh, competitions, not very many, just because I don't like personally that it is so subjective. Yeah, it's such a... I hate that they've even ever existed. You yeah. know what I mean? I wish they had never been invented for, for comedians because it's like, how can yeah, you how do, do you, that? What's the meter? What's the gauge yeah. here? You put a different set of judges and a different crowd in front of any group of people, it will be a different result every night. Yeah. You know? I don't know. All right, 90s bands. What are some of your favorite 90s oh bands? Because we grew up, uh, um, you know, in that same era of, yeah. uh, of music and everything. So I'm curious uh, whenever... Uh, That's so great. Did you just randomly think to ask that? Because we yeah. just talked about this on our podcast, and it's like my favorite thing to talk about. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I saw an Instagram thing or something, but I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I love the 90s so much. Yep. I mean, definitely into, like, the pop. Can't not love NSYNC. And Britney oh, and yeah, the boy band. For, for sure. But also loved like Matchbox 20, Dave Matthews, mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> what did it, like, tell me where you're at. Where do you live in that area? Uh, I agree with you on pretty much all that. I never got into Dave Matthews like crazy hard. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, my mom used to have, uh, uh, her, uh, her boyfriend had this giant, poster <laughs> in uh in her old house that was a uh, a dave matthews band poster yeah like we're talking you know bigger than that poster oh my right God. there like and that's a pretty that's a movie size poster that's to your left oh my um God. so it was bigger than that and it was so funny there's <laughs> there is uh you know the, the band surrounding dave and one of the guys like <laughs> i don't know why this wasn't photoshopped but they like a couple like this dude did not lotion his hands and he just has like the driest hand like on Dave Matthews. <laughs> shoulder. Oh my god, we and have to find that it's picture. It's literally all I can see <laughs> in the photo. It's just like this chapped hand. I'm just like, who's the makeup artist on set that day? Put can we some get lotion. Some 
Can we get something? Can we get some Vaseline or something on the set right now? It's literally, I walked down, like it went to the downstairs basement of our place. And it's literally all I you. could see every day was a chapped hand <laughs> around Dave Matthews' arm. Anyway. We we have to find that photo. Like yeah. we have to Google image and just well, see. Let me see if I can find it. Because I have a, an idea in my head of their, like, I think it's one of their album covers that's a very popular picture of them as a group. And I'm wondering if that's what it is. Uh, it could be. Um, so I love Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're um, one of my favorite bands of all I time. Mean, Maybe s- number one, actually. So I um, I will, uh, to calm myself down on uh, on planes and stuff like that, I'll listen to, I have a, a handful of mixes of yes, best ofs that yes. I listen to. And Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of them. So I have a best of of Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Muse. Ooh, good choice. Linkin Park. Nice. Uh, Enya to put me to sleep. Look at you. I, I listen to Enya. I it. She puts me to sleep like. Instantly. Yeah, well, we probably feel like you're in like a massage therapy session or something. Pretty much. Uh, but uh, no, I'm just in a spirit flight, just hating my <laughs> life. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> nice massage. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Stadium Arcadium, that double disc set. It's amazing. It's just, I mean, I will never, ever get sick of it. I think that's just so good. I saw them live for the first time. I think it was like two years ago at Staples, and it was, oh, they're so good. I want to see them live pretty bad. It was amazing. The thing is, it's like, I feel like you leave a little disappointed, though, not in their performance, but just because they have so many hits at this point that if they were to play all of their hits plus the stuff from whatever like their newest album is, it would be an eight-hour show well how long they've been a band now i mean oh god 30 years yeah something crazy something something crazy like that longer maybe but uh yeah i i left like ah i didn't play this i didn't play this i'm like if they were to do that it we'd be here for a day so um i think they do what they can but live they were incredible did you find the photo no i'm starting to think that there's so many like tour posters and stuff oh, out yeah. there that like they're another band that's been around for so long yeah that's a lot of photos to go oh, through oh here it is <gasps> you found it i'm so excited oh it's kind of grainy but okay <laughs> this dude's hand oh my <laughs> lord it's just Jesus. like all chest and stuff i don't know if that's just his hand but i think it's just it's just a dry hand <laughs> what I'm gonna have to. Put it's so funny because like the other people's hands are also showing. Yeah. In this picture, and they and look just, fine. Th- it just got neglected. Like no. <laughs> need some chapstick or something little, on that. A little cream. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. So that's uh that's what I saw every uh, day. I'll have to put you? uh I'll have to have Gage put a uh, uh, a picture. Uh, Gage is my buddy who uh, edits this uh, oh, nice. podcast. Shout out to Gage Tiarina in What's Texas. Up? What up, Gage? What's up, Gage? Uh, who else do you love? I so I loved. Um, uh, I was a big boy band guy. I liked a lot of the boy bands. Fuck yes. Um, Backstreet Boys. I loved LFO. That was a little bit more towards the two thousands. I always always breaks my heart that one of them passed away. Oh yeah. So sad. Uh, but yeah, they were great. They were playing this is so so weird uh one of the uh, venues that uh tony hinchcliffe and i were doing last year for his tour was in uh decatur uh georgia and they were playing then the lfo was at the same place the next week and i was like what uh, this is like you know it's like an okay size venue but i felt kind of bad just yeah. because i'm like they were 
freaking giant. They were huge. And I guess the the staff that had seen them there, they're like, yeah, it's it's kind of sad because they talk about their friend a lot and uh, oh. they dedicate songs to him and stuff. Oh, and that's like, so Ugh. sad. Yeah, that's like a tough environment to like party and dance and have fun. Yeah. In. You uh you I've heard that uh that you you do like a Britney Spears uh oh, impression. Oh, I just felt my stomach drop. I'm not prepared for any of these impressions, <laughs> Jeremiah. I well, didn't know. Well, it's a good thing that that you're. I won't make you do an impression, but you know it's weird. Britney Spears is calling in right now. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I uh it's so I I, she, I don't she know how to talk on, like um, her. Um, uh, I think um you know what. She called. She called. She called to just uh, to just be singing uh, one of her songs. Actually, uh, she called in. I, I guess she just wants to be a music guest on the show. It's very weird. Britney Spears is. Is, is this you call? Hello. Uh, uh, hello. Is this Jeremiah? Uh, yeah. Oh no! I think my microphone is breaking up. Is it okay? Yeah, I think it's okay now. Okay, I'm gonna sing a little something for you, Jeremiah. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm so into you, you got that something, what can I do, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry Jeremiah, I'm getting over a cold and I'm just, I'm like, I'm not really in key and I'm not Brittany, I don't know what you're talking about, I know you've been in Vegas for a while uh, and you know, it might be affecting your hearing and stuff like that, but that was pretty freaking great. Well, you know, everybody talks about that, I don't have a good voice, but you you have a great voice, Brittany. Don't don't get down on yourself. But they're right, and I've been also smoking a lot of crack out here because. Are you hanging out with Kevin Federline again? Have you seen him? He's irresistible. Irresistible. You did it again. <laughs> um. Well, thanks for calling in to to sing. I know. Uh, like. Uh, you know. It might have been a little bit forced call. Like I, I did text you to call in, but I need at least three days to warm up. Three days? That's I don't think that's very professional at all. That that's a lot. You don't know what it's like to be just a girl. Uh-huh. Not a woman. Jeremiah, I feel like the microphone is really fucking me up. <laughs> Uh, I can hear that. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, what exactly? <laughs> Are you good? I just had to do a line. That's all. You did a line of coke or yeah. crack? Both. Well, thanks for calling in, Brittany. Uh, we can't support your drug use on the show. I hope you get the help that you need. Thanks, Jeremiah. I'm gonna take my kids to the playground now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hi! Wow, she was. Uh, she said my name very sensually. Uh, um, but you know, <laughs> she's I guess breathy that's like that. She's, she's breathy. Little, it's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> wow, that have is so. Seen, have you seen her so live before? Oh my god, I have, and I cried. And this was not that long ago. Really? <laughs> and I weeped like a small child. Yeah, we uh, we went. This was in Vegas, maybe three or four years ago. And uh, she had that residency. Yeah. Planet Hollywood. She doesn't sing. For any of it, by the way, for literally like two hours, she She's doesn't just sing. like <laughs> just <laughs> just a puppet. She yep yep exactly that. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like, and a, uh, lot, of, a lot of body rolls and a lot stuff. of body rolls. Yeah. Uh, 
just yeah didn't I mean like we could hear her voice when she would talk to us in between songs but no singing which was a bummer she's I wish lip synced everything yeah wow yeah I feel like do you remember that uh the Jessica Simpson moment on SNL whenever her uh, Ashley Simpson or Ashley Simpson sorry Ashley yes Simpson. oh and that like her track like skipped and she like got all off and everything yeah I felt like that was literally the first time like, I feel like that's been done many times on yeah. live shows and SNL, but it was the first time I feel like the U.S. was like, wait a second, they don't always sing their own songs whenever <laughs> they do it live? Right. I thought it was perfect every time. Yeah. No, that was such a, I'll never forget that. And she just started like doing an Irish jig. Do you remember that on stage? Like she was so embarrassed. She just didn't know what to do. She just started dancing and her song is still just playing in the background. Yeah. She just dancing to it and like not singing and then it cut away. I was so, so deeply I feel like if I was, if that would have happened to me, I would have just like turned my back <laughs> to the audience and just started like, <laughs> kind of like. You oh know, my doing, god, that's so smart. Doing like a DJ kind of thing. Yeah. Like 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 just I don't know, but that's easy to quarterback it from being like, if I was Ashley Simpson on as well, that's what I would have done. No, that makes perfect sense. That's that probably rather than the whole being thing. like, oh no, what's hey. happening right now? Yeah, let me clearly show you my mouth that is not moving along with the music. You're right. Yeah. She should have just turned her back. Yeah. It's <laughs> done an experimental thing. What are your uh, what are your like two thousands music? Were you into? I was like big into like hip hop, R and B, like a little like Nelly, little jagged edge. I loved Nelly. I actually wish that Nelly uh, was more present. I know in all of our lives. I know, right? We need him. Yeah, uh, like uh, twenty eighteen Jesus. My uh, my mom loved Nelly too. Really? My mom has an eclectic mix. <laughs> Good for your we mom. Grew up, we grew up on oldies. Uh, and classic rock in the car, but then we would like she was like down to listen to, like Backstreet Boys and Smash Mouth. Another, oh, uh, I mean, absolutely, gotta get yeah. some Smash Mouth. I can't get enough <laughs> of you, baby. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> it's so good. That's so good. Do you remember when they did um the song for Shrek? Oh yeah. I thought I do yeah. it. Then I saw her face. <laughs> yeah, I'm a believer. <laughs> You just you commit so hard. It's so impressive. It's so good. It it like makes it so good. <laughs> Shrek is a great movie. Kane and I just rewatched it. We were on the road in Boise and we were like, oh shit, it's on Netflix. So good. So good. It's re- it's really good. Shrek two and three, they're pretty good, but that first one is Untouchable. 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 So good. But people say they think that the Toy Story Two is sometimes um, better than Toy Story One. I don't know. I never remember Toy Story Two. I need yeah. to go back. Uh, so you are engaged now. I am. Congratulations. Thank Boom. you. Boom. What a part of that club, Gotta yo. Gotta show that ice, Gotta show bitch. it. Huh. The ice queen over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off the market. What's up, boys? <laughs> I think that's such a funny thing to do when it's like such, like it's such like a moderately sized ring. It's like nothing. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, like yeah. Um, read it and wait. You're like, so. um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh sorry uh my left arm has been uh, a little weak lately it's been holding all this weight sorry if i'm walking like, i just show up in a sling yeah i pulled something sorry so. i don't know it's just this really heavy stone that's on my <laughs> left hand i just <laughs> you start like walking with a, <laughs> with a limp 
Like, what's wrong with Kelsey? She got engaged. Yeah. Uh, she really wants people to know. It's like a shallow hell situation where, like, I think the rock is, like, so much bigger than yeah. it is. But that would be the best disease for any man to, Absolutely. to have for, oh my for God. his girl. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I got her a ring, Bob. <laughs> she, <laughs> she thinks it's a diamond. Mine blue, man. This is crazy. It's so I didn't realize until we were getting into, um, like, that ring process that it's not just that the girls want a nice ring. You guys want to get us a nice ring. I think most dudes do because it's such a reflection on you mm. as a partner. Like in society, everybody's like, oh, you know, if the guy gets him a, like a little shitty ring and doesn't spend much money, then like that dude's a douche. Did you feel any pressure when you got your, uh, your wife's ring? Um, my, I feel like our situation was pretty unique because she made it clear to me that she wasn't, a size queen or anything whenever <laughs> it came to hey, yo, diamonds yeah, or, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like uh, she made it clear like she's like I the important thing is like that we're getting married and everything yeah. I was like oh, oh good woman so we uh, we uh, actually got um, her in uh, like an antique ring like, oh that's so amazing yeah that's from like the 40s or the 50s that's so fucking cool and I like the idea that literally nobody else has that ring it's one yeah of well and we uh we found it in um uh have you heard of the like that germantown uh solving uh that's like in towards oh. northern california yeah yeah it's like a it's like it's like a german like disneyland kind of it's like Fuck all these yeah. little shops yeah. and like restaurants like and stuff and they had they had like uh an antique uh uh jewelry store there and that's, that's so where, cool yeah so that's, that's, awesome. that's what we did uh for our so i didn't feel the normal pressure, but I have a lot of buddies who are getting engaged and have gotten engaged that they're they're like freaking out, like, dude, I got to set aside like uh, a bajillion months <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of rent and uh, and work, and then uh, and then uh, that only covers the first down payment. And, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I definitely I was like going toward the other end of the spectrum where I was showing Kane some rings, like, hey, like I think this would look nice, and they were just like the saddest most unattractive rings that cost like nothing and he was like he's like number one i know that that's not actually what you want and like i appreciate you trying to be nice to my budget but two like i don't want to get you that ring yeah yeah, like that makes me look like shit (laughs) and like you wouldn't even like that ring but this is the second time we've been engaged i don't know if you know no how what's the story behind that we got engaged after eight months of being together we've been together almost seven years now okay but we first got engaged like eight months in we were just being impulsive comedians just you know people with like no sense of if this is like the actual right thing to do in the long scheme of things and so um we were in also like an antique shop in my hometown and they had a bunch of it was basically like costume jewelry and so they weren't actual diamonds it was like cubic zirconia and there was this one for like 40 dollars. i just fell in love with it and i was like that, like that's my ring mm-hmm. like that's the one i want and he was like okay well it's like, good to know I'll, I'll come back and get it and i was like no like it's gonna somebody's gonna take it it's one of a kind like you like you have to get it now and then just like hold on to it until you want to actually propose to me and he's like this is not at all how i like you're taking all the magic out of it like you're not letting me have any you know what i mean and i was like no like i, I this is really what i want i promise like this I, I won't find a ring i love more for this price and then he was like well i don't i don't have 40 dollars right now like we were both just like such starving artists sure and i was like okay and the the woman behind the counter was trying so hard to make it happen she's like we can do it for uh 25 and i was like you know turned to him with like wide eyes like oh, look she's she's working with us and he's like 
I don't have $25. <laughs> it's like, I just, he got so emasculated. It was horrible. Like I have to, t- I have to talk about this now as like a joke because I was such a monster. And she was like, well, what do you have? And he was like, I have $13. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I and mean. so I bought my own ring. I bought my own. <laughs> hear that fellas a go-getter right here <laughs> no a monster that's like the worst like i that's the worst thing you can put your guy through is to be like i will and buy my own ring <laughs> and you're like so can i get that 13 dollars <laughs> because because <laughs> uh i need uh i need that for the, yeah. the payment so yeah no he, he's I, like oh, he's he's sliding the change over yeah. <laughs> he's like Nichols. emptying like things out of his socks and stuff <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so like I don't even know who those two people were to look back on that. Out, he takes out one of his fillings yeah. and his, his teeth, puts it on the counter. Like, yeah, sawing teeth. Uh, uh, any anything else you need? Yeah, yeah. It was so bad. So I bought my ring, and then he paid me back like the next month, and then he tried to surprise me with a proposal. Hey, I found this <laughs> ring <laughs> that you bought. <laughs> that you bought. It was like we could not have fucked it up more the first time. And like he he got nervous and thought that I was going to spoil the proposal. So he just like randomly got on a knee as we were on a walk. And I like it, it just it's this whole bigger story. But anyway, we completely fucked everything up. We were engaged for maybe six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Had started planning a wedding and then realized like, that, OK, none of this was supposed to happen now. Right. Like We fucked every part of this up and we're like arguing all the time we're really stressed out i was like 22 at the time yeah. so i was like i don't know what i'm even doing well i think part of that like uh you coming from uh you said the seattle ish area yeah well being born and raised in spokane which being is more born like, and raised in spokane yeah, and then most of your seattle. friends probably totally. were getting married around that time totally. so that's kind of what you knew i'm assuming yes and so you're like no this is i I'm around the age of like, you know, I'm not I'm not a fresh pup anymore. I'm only 22 years old. My time is running out here. All my friends have six kids by now. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, I'm a saggy titted old broad. Time for marriage. Time for marriage. I remember when I was 23 years old. Oh, here's my wedding book. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had friends that were getting married. I didn't, I mean, I was always like very career focused. I didn't think I was going to settle down that young, but then I met Kane and you know, you just fucking now, did fell that, in love. That and, experience, uh, did that almost like going through that, did that almost break you guys up? Yeah. I mean, we got, I don't think it happens hardly ever, but we were so lucky that we mutually decided to call the engagement off. Yeah. We didn't break up. Nothing changed. We were still living together. We were still together. We just like told friends and family hey how long had you two been living together and everything before you got engaged for the first time we moved in together after two months oh wow yeah we were like we're psychos okay the fact that we're still together is crazy because we just did everything wrong like we well maybe sometimes just have to get some of that stuff out of the way (laughs) yeah you know just squash all the early romance i mean like you flush romance down the toilet so fast when you've only been together for two months and already you're like you know watching that person like shit and then get in the shower like it's just it takes away so much of that allure of you know like oh he's gonna pick me up for a date i still refuse to do that in front of my wife you don't shit in front of her no way see we have we have cats and so like they'll like scratch on the door if i don't keep the door cracked so he's definitely like walked by as i shit 
But he, he is a whole big thing where he has like a full poo phobia. Like he locks the door when he's, and I'm like, we don't live in a youth hostel. Like nobody's going to come in here. I, I certainly don't want to go in there. <laughs> you just hear latches and like, yes, it's a whole <laughs> like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those storefronts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm starting to talk about it on stage, but this was, this was literally like two weeks ago. He he takes 45-minute man shits. I don't know if you do this. I feel like many dudes I know take so long to poop. And it's an actual, like, biological thing because you don't have the same muscles down there that we do. Mm, we have, yeah, like, for pushing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, fucking <laughs> 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 wicked smile. Hey, uh, now I'm just, uh, I'm just some kind of scientist <laughs> over here. But uh, I know that girls have certain muscles to push certain things out. I know uh, I read a Britannica encyclopedia once. And, uh, you know, I majored in some stuff in high school. <laughs> Sir, uh, you can't major in stuff in high school. Hey, you know, I was just really good at it. They called him majoring, you know? <laughs> I want to hear so much more of this guy. Can this guy be like an actual thing? Yeah, not a problem. I mean, you know, like... What's uh, your name? Oh, uh, I would say uh, uh, my name is uh, is uh, is uh, Lars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my name is Lars. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Lars, yeah. <laughs> like, Lars, yeah. My name is Lars. It, yeah. Immediately you're like checking for it and che- yes. You know, check in, birth certificate, check. <laughs> yep, checks out, looks good. <laughs> yeah, you oh know, so uh, sometimes uh, you're in the hospital room and uh, the man, you know, he can't contribute much to the childbirth. So you have the woman who's really doing most of the work. She pushes the sure. baby out. Sometimes it's, you know, anywhere yeah. from like. 13 to 22 pounds, you know. Whoa, and then, uh, 22 pounds. Yeah, that's the average size of a baby, right? Wow. Yeah. I, you know, that sounds uh, high to me, but... It, I mean, I don't know. It's the size of my uh, my my uh, my nephew. He's a toddler, but, you know, I figure that they don't gain much weight wow. from the time they have a baby to a toddler, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's yeah. like a medium dog being pushed out of your... Your, uh, I mean, I'm not, machine. you know, judging how big the cooter is or anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, life has got to find a way. No disrespect. No disrespect to your big cooter or nothing, okay? <laughs> but if you got to push out something that's 22 pounds, that's on you. I'll be there. I mean, I'll be there to support. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's a Lars thing. Like, he, like, insults you when he doesn't need to. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, no disrespect about your hooch hey, cooter. Hey, I know you got a giant voluminous trap down there okay <laughs> now i'm not saying oh, that that's a bad thing all right there's a lot of stuff going on down there and there's a lot of men that i'm sure would be into that that's not my personal cup of tea or nothing but you do you that's okay oh my god voluminous uh, you know some that's, women have a voluminous vagina you know? that's the best by the way i said huge cuter huge cuter i said huge cuter <laughs> huge cuter oh my god i love it anyway so uh he he takes a long time he told me that he intentionally doesn't push because his doctor told him not to like that you can get like hemorrhoids or whatever yeah 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 and so he just he's just in there for so long but the problem is we've always lived in a place that has one bathroom only okay and i have ibs so that means that like when i have to go like it's i have no warning i just like i have to get in there so this was two weeks ago he was in there with the door locked he wouldn't get out i had to go and there was an empty cardboard box in our living room and i pooped in the box heck yeah (laughs) So were your cats looking at you yeah. like one of oh, us? No. Oh, my God. That's so funny you say that. Literally, I've been like talking about it on stage recently. And that's literally a line I say where they walked up go. to me. They had a look on their face like hello. I've never seen before. And they're like, oh, you are one of us. Oh, hello, mother. Oh, hello, mother. Hello. How are you? Hi. Yeah. And they I also like you forget that cats cover theirs with litter as a sign of like respect to their owner. Oh. But obviously, like I didn't. 
and I felt like they like feared me afterward. They were like, "Oh, like you just, savage!" Just like you do that in the living room, and then all of a sudden, you <laughs> do you watch Game of Thrones at all? No, oh, I know I this, need to. There's this one great like scene where this uh, this queen gets shamed in front of the whole village. Yeah, and there's just these people with bells just going shame. <laughs> <laughs> shame <laughs> and i just imagine them walking around as you're like oh no no don't I, look I didn't at me mean to, i'm sorry yeah that's if they had little tiny kitten bells they absolutely would have thrown shame now since me. you are dating another comedian yeah do you guys have to talk about where the line is for you guys to talk about each other on stage i don't think we really like ever talked about it we'll just go up and say shit has there ever been an issue where like one of you been like hey like i don't i don't like you saying that about me that's like a personal thing that we have the only thing that i didn't like was in the very beginning when we started dating uh kane had been previously married and so he hadn't like dumped his married material yet and so he was going on stage Uh. still talking like he was married and doing like married material. Oh. But like, like um <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Hello. <clears throat> Sorry. Um <clears throat> I got to lift this big old left arm of mine. <clears throat> yeah, so and I mean it granted it was like maybe a month into us being together, but at the time like all the other Seattle comedians knew we were dating and you know, when you're all like at a mic hanging out, everybody's watching and I, I didn't like, I'm just, you know, being like a narcissistic comedian. Where I'm like, talk about me. Like, don't yeah. talk about your ex-wife anymore. Which now I look back and I'm like, well, he maybe he like wasn't ready to get rid of that material yet. Like, sure. you know, building material is a fucking process. And uh, it's not like as neat and clean sometimes. It's like, well, we're done now. So now I get rid of all that material. And I already have a great new 45 minutes about being single or dating a new person. So... Uh, that was one time that I was like, I don't like that you're acting like you're still with her and blah, blah, blah. But that was really the only thing. I don't think we've ever said anything that yeah. is too far just because we're both so open. Right. You know, I'm talking about pooping in a box on a podcast. You know, it's like, it's hard to offend me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, letting it I'm all hang bro. out. I'm a bro. Just, you know, I'm bro time. With, uh... <laughs> oh, Poops McGillicuddy over here. <laughs> Poops McGillicuddy. Oh, shit's in a box. Turd cut over yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I'm dating this new girl, right? <laughs> okay. She started pooping in a box in the living room. I mean, who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Uh, uh, let's get into this next segment. Oh, fanning out. Fanning out. Fanning out. As I was fanning myself, that was As good timing. You yourself, it's great. I reached out to people online. Said okay. If you could ask Kelsey Cook a question, what would it be? Uh, I know that your meter's expiring here in a little bit, so okay. we'll try to speed through some of these. Okay. Um, Joshua Tipton from Facebook actually asks, where would you like to do stand-up that you haven't been to? Somewhere exotic? Oh. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I was able to perform in Paris earlier this year, which was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, How were the crowds there? amazing so warm and welcoming um but it was billed as like an um, a night of american comedy in paris oh that's good it's going to be in english so it was a whole thing where i (laughs) was up there people in the back they're like i did not like i do not like who is this comedian (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah they were actually really nice but i mean there's so many things like they don't fucking 
they didn't know who like Bob Saget is or like Al- you know if like oh, you like have like references, references. Little- yeah so I had to substitute some things out there but they were I mean they were so nice uh it was a really really fun show um I don't know to be honest I feel so burnt out from travel like from being on the road well you went pretty hardcore on the road with uh, Jim Norton yeah. for a while right yeah like three years and I'm kind of in a place now where I'm trying to balance my life out a little bit more and not rely so heavily on road work um the podcast really helps with that but um i don't know canada i want to perform in canada yeah yeah i hear such great things about uh canadian clubs and like the comedy scene up there have you Um, have you been uh to canada no in general uh i went to vancouver for jay-z and justin timberlake in concert which was amazing that was a very nice combination loving that yeah um but i haven't performed up there okay so uh montreal uh i've performed in montreal and toronto and uh they're both great oh amazing yeah Yeah, i've only heard good super cool people Yeah. yeah Yeah, I'm about to actually, you listeners in the Detroit, Toronto area, I'll be back there beginning of December to headline. Hey, mark those calendars. Yo, yo. Uh, at ghostface.b.the.one <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> what has been the most embarrassing thing that Jim Norton has done around you, and was it as one of his characters? <laughs> if yes, which one was it? That's a good question. I think I've talked about it before on like the Jim and Sam show Mm -hmm. on Sirius. The thing that humiliates me the most is when we are in a store together and he accuses me of shoplifting. Oh, wow. Yeah. This has been like a very frequent thing on the road. Will he go for it and really like, he really really goes for it. Where we'll be like checking out. We'll be at like a CVS or something like that. We'll be checking out and he'll be like, are you not going to pay for the things that are in your purse? And I'm like, I, I, you start getting like almost panic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I can roll with most sort of pranky things, but when it involves something that could get me like arrested, like if you're accusing somebody of doing something that could really get them in trouble, I just become such like a Lisa Simpson. Like, listen to me right now. I'm all panicky. Just even thinking about it. Has he ever planted something? No, thank God. Thank God. He wouldn't go that far. Cause that would (laughs) legit. I mean, that's like, you're actually trying to put me in jail. Um, but those that's hard because there's no real good way to get out of it because if i'm like if i look at the cashier and i'm like sorry he's just he's just joking it looks like like uh, i'm covering it up so he like that's a really good one that he does where it's like that's a pretty motherfucker like what are you freaking doing yeah i get i just get red in the face you used to do these uh these like makeup segments yeah i I enjoyed uh stand-ups doing makeup stand-ups doing makeup where you would do (laughs) like gyms and other comedians like full-blown like makeup like eyeshadow lipstick red carpet like, fake red carpet and it just yeah. turned into this mess by the end <laughs> and uh it was very enjoyable i enjoyed thank those you yeah. yeah it's on youtube if you guys want to watch it i did like 16 episodes yeah, stand up doing a lot makeup. of fun it's just like because it's a great conversation then all of a sudden by the end it's just like what did they just become what happened the men usually look beautiful and i usually look like a dragon like i look so scary but yeah Bert kreischer's kids came on and did our makeup oh, and nice yeah, it's so many fun people. Uh, final question at B Watson eighty two. As a female comic, what has been a great advantage <laughs> and or disadvantage? If you could work anything other than comedy, what would it be and why? So it's kind of a two parter. Two parter. Um, I think an advantage of being a female comedian is that you you always stand out. 
like just statistically there are fewer female comedians than male yeah. comedians um and so i think it's easier to stand out and um it's a great time to be a female comedian there's such a push for diversity mm-hmm. um so i think that can be an advantage obviously a disadvantage is that um there's a bunch of shitty stereotypes about female comedians and uh especially if you are uh relatively attractive if you look slightly better than a dumpster fire then it's like oh nope don't want to hear this no way like this she's got like lips and eyes and stuff what's (laughs) going on up there (laughs) what is this yeah. I mean, to insult you or nothing, but, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I I had to, especially on the road with Jim starting out, I felt like I had to say something about it right when I'd get out there and be like, I know that, like, when I come out, that you guys are like, oh, this looks like a good time to take a dump. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and just fast forward through this broad. So, I like, I think it helps to address it a little bit i don't really anymore but yeah. for a while i was i was saying you, something did you find yourself having to or just in general do you have finding yourself having to dress down a little bit like so it's like more like the hoodie and jeans yeah. kind of wear so people like focus on the jokes and and it's and not, not like guys in back they're like eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh god yeah you know over time i've definitely started to dress much more casually but it's I don't know if it's necessarily based on like a crowd difference or like a reaction from people. It's just because I like I started comedy looking really done up on stage. Mm -hmm. To me, it felt like, oh, well, this is like a show. Like I was like almost starting in a different era. I thought it's an evening on the town. uh, We're going to have a great time tonight. (laughs) Yeah. When people still like wear suits on airplanes, like that's when I thought I was starting stand up, even though it was fucking, you know. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. You're not allowed in the club without your ticket stub (laughs) upon entry. Must see it. And your handkerchief. Yeah. So I... Put your bowler hats to the the right of you and and the the ashtrays. Put out those cigarettes when I go on stage. Yeah. That's like what I... Like like marvelous Mrs. Maisel shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your white gloves on. Yeah. Like, hello. uh, It's lovely to be here tonight. Yeah. My fucking jewels. So uh, (laughs) I, I was doing that in the beginning and then I realized I had a really hard time um being goofy on stage when i was all done up well also just what you're wearing if you're not comfortable to be mobile yeah then it's, it's literally like you you're taking like a an extra physical restriction kind of thing like if i wear certain shirts that don't breathe enough because i'm so active and physical on stage i feel like i'm like tripping up on myself a little bit oh, as i'm moving yeah. around you know yeah i used to wear like heeled boots and stuff and it's yeah, that was a bad phase for me, too. I <laughs> heel boots. It was, you know, I'm trying to do act outs and stuff, and I'm like... Trying like, to do the worm. Roll, roll uh, my ankle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I got to a place where I was like, I don't know, maybe it was an insecurity. Like, I wanted to go up feeling confident, just physically. Like, I would go up thinking, okay, if I have, like, full hair and makeup done, I will feel confident walking yeah. out in front if of I these feel people. like a star I yeah. would be a star tonight <laughs> yeah I would just go out like just full like Jean Benet Ramsey like just too much like it was Hi-ya. <laughs> <laughs> too much for a who, comedy who, li- show. who likes jokes out here <laughs> do you like jokes personally okay. a tiny <laughs> here's the first joke of the evening <laughs> Yeah, it was it was too much. So your mom is in the back with like yeah. a, a a ten on a clipboard, being yeah. like, "You go, baby." A little pom poms. That's my baby. That's my baby right there. Yeah. She's a foosball queen too, and training. 
You tell those dick jokes, baby. You I love it. you. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, proud of you. Um, so yeah, now I'm definitely much more casual just because it, it like pairs up with what I feel like my comedy is and the jokes I'm sure. saying. I want to be able to be goofy and comfortable and not feel like so uh, restricted, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the other part of that? The other part. Oh, if was I could do something else. If you could do something else, which is a hard question, but. Mm, I would love to. I would love to work with animals. Uh, oh my god, you're getting that saxophone ready. That's so funny. Oh yeah, I'm getting ready. I would love to work with animals. I love animals so much. They bring me so much joy. Favorite animal? Ooh, red panda. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are good. They're so fucking cute. Yeah, they're cute. Don't just blow pandas. like raccoon puppy kittens. Who's that puppy? I just got to eat That'd be you. cool if you had if you had one. If you just had Dude, one in your place. that's like a dream. That's a dream. Oh, do you want to hear? I just thought of another impression. This is my impression of like a tiny French mouse like ordering food. I love it. Je un sandwich avec du jambon et avec du fromage. Et je suis une petite déjeuner, s'il vous plaît. Oh, I'm sorry. We're actually out of that right now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Just turns, you know, <laughs> vulgar right away. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to offend you, uh, Mouse. Désolé. 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 <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. Thank you. I have like three things, and then this come to me randomly. No, I, I, I dig all of three of them. Thank you. This is the final segment of the show. Welcome to Sax Talk. Oh. Sax Talk. Talk. So I briefed Kelsey right before the show. I said, uh, I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone while she tells a story of a sexual encounter. Whenever you're ready, I will follow mm-hmm. you with mm-hmm. this sax. Okay. <sighs> ready? So, um... When I was in college, I briefly started dating a guy um, who was a full foot taller than me. And he uh, was a big dude, very sweaty. (laughs) And um, I'll never forget, like, the first time that we tried having sex, he was on top of me. But just like the, like the physics of it, his chest was right above my face because he was so much taller and um, he started to sweat and the sweat started to drip from his chest into my eyes. And then we stopped seeing each other. up that's a story called salty love oh salty love that's all it took a little bit of sweat in the mouth and you're like i can't do this i'm out of here wow yeah was the relationship good outside of that it was fine i mean it was one of those things where like it was you know not good enough to hold on to outside yeah it was it was casual it was that like out like how tall was this dude like six four and i'm five four oh well okay Yeah. yeah so you know, it was the right thing to do to go our I separate mean, was ways. I mean, was he a hairy dude? Yeah, so it was yeah. Just like just the mounds of like chest hair and just like sweat, and you're like, were you <laughs> were you underneath? You're like, oh no, <laughs> it was like oh, in no, slow mo. No, 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 no. I was you're like, no. Like, oh. Yeah, 
yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> so we didn't really see each other anymore after that. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Don't sweat on me. <laughs> how was that for you, baby? <laughs> Not good. Give me a hand towel immediately. Oh, yeah, we should clean up. I got you real dirty. <laughs> I'm disgusted right now. Go give me the Listerine as well. <laughs> yeah, because I got that mouth so dirty, right? No, it's infected with your sweat, you idiot. You're not being sexy at all. Oh, yeah. Stop with the sexy voice. You're killing me right now. You know what? It's over, over, over. <laughs> wow. You're masterful with this. This is a whole other level. It's a it's another dimension sometimes on Jeremiah Wonders. I love it. I've never done anything like this. It's so fun. A fun, weird, bizarre podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Of course, this is so much fun. It's fun to just hang out with you and have a laugh. Just know, have right? a giggle. Just have a giggle. Yeah. Just pull up, put on those <laughs> headphones, and have a giggle with <laughs> Kelson Jair. Kelson Jair Bear. Kelson Jair Bear, you know, just having some fun. Uh, your album's out. Yes. Make sure to check that out. That's available on all platforms. Yes. Thank you. It's and, called Savor uh, It. Savor It. Check out Kelsey Cook, Savor It, and then uh, your podcast. Yeah, Self-Helpless Podcast. It's also on iTunes. It's part of the All Things Comedy Network. It's great. We would love for you to come join the fam. Heck yeah. And then uh, what uh, What are your social handles? Um, Instagram is at Kelsey Cook Comedy. It's K-E-L-S-E-Y. Uh, Twitter is Kelsey Cook. And my website is KelseyCook.com for tour dates and such. Yes, I highly encourage you guys to go see Kelsey live. And uh, yeah, I, I wish you... And Kane continued success, and Thank you. Uh, super happy that we got to to kick it, and Me too. Uh, love being pals with you. Love being pals with you too, man. Yeah. <laughs>